episode 78 hey today we're talking about crossfit etiquette or like crossfit function etiquette which should be carried over if you drop into another gym absolutely one would hope other gyms have similar etiquette rules well they don't um i went to a gym one time that they had rules written on the wall yeah i've seen that too but like there was a no swearing rule I wonder if they withhold those rules or like withstand those rules Um, because that's a bold move. If you're going to put them up for everybody to see, especially in a permanent situation like that, you should have to carry them out. There was three rules. One of them was swearing and one was not using the Lord's name in vain. (laughs) And like those rules got upheld and I had to bite my tongue a few times. (laughs) What was the third rule? I don't remember. I think it was like a, a normal rule, but those th- those two stood out. And I was like, well, shit, like, how do you, how do you, <laughs> you failed already? Yeah. how do you like express your feelings toward a terrible workout? Yeah. I really dislike what we are doing in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a side note, but yeah. Yeah, that, we have, that shocked me that time. We have a pile of newer members joining us again and we thought it would be a great idea just to like and I think arguably there's members that have been here for a long time that maybe they just haven't ever heard it put out this way like they know that they're not supposed to do or shouldn't do these things and maybe just like collectively hearing this list we're about to drop yeah you know you it's always forget things. yeah it's always a good reminder a little refresher what's your first one um no back up why is it important to have these types of this type of etiquette these types of things that would fall on this list like why out of respect to the members the coaches the facility yeah i I agree yeah that's it pretty straightforward like it's you you're just it's like you're walking conduct yourself yeah you're walking into someone else's house basically right and you you wouldn't you want to be able to show respect for the space that you're in and the people that are around you and there are certain ways to do that and certain expectations you know yeah okay can I tell you my first one yeah and this is probably the biggest one if I had to put them in like a hierarchy this would be number one arrive on time I agree and we get it. Life gets in the way sometimes, but if that's like your routine pattern, put the effort to arrive on time. Yeah. You're doing yeah. yourself a disservice. This one is so important. And I think people under like undervalue and underestimate the importance that it actually holds. Are you going to talk about that value? Like not just the respect for the time of the class and the other people in that class that are depending on that, that class to start on time, but the class is organized in in a structured manner so that you have enough time to be properly warmed up, briefed, you know, go through the the appropriate movements and standards and things like that. That's going to prepare you for this workout that you're about to do. And if you show up 15 minutes late, like you've already cut out a quarter of the class and that is a lot of time. And we've done a lot of things in that quarter of the class, you know, and the first five minutes or maybe even three minutes, if your coach is like really good, is the whiteboard brief, which sets out the intention of the workout, 
some scaling options, how they want equipment set up, like that is the most important information that you need in that first three to five minutes. And if you're late, you're going to miss that. You're behind. You're not going to know what's going on. You're going to be asking questions. And it's just, again, it just will mess up the flow. And it just leads to an all around subpar experience for both you and the people beside you. You know, because maybe now they're stopping and waiting for you to get caught up and warmed up and briefed and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, from a physical standpoint, it affects you, but also from the rest of the class too. Yeah. What's your second one? Uh, Don't talk during the whiteboard brief and when the coach is coaching as a whole collective. That one irks me. It's like the same principle you've been taught growing up in school. It's like when the teacher is talking, like, listen, again, that's where that vital information is being presented. But at the same time, too, if the coach is coaching somebody, if you're listening to what they're saying, chances are you're going to pick up the cues and things and have that piece of information that's also going to apply to you. So you're going to benefit from there. You know, and then aside from it being just a general respect thing, right? Like that coach is trying to, that coach is there trying to better you. And, you know, I know you want to have the social hour part of your class, but like, there's a time and place for that. And while the coach is coaching, that's not the time and place, especially too, during that whiteboard brief, right? Like we just spoke about the importance of that first three minutes and maybe, maybe you showed up late and you just didn't have that time to get your social chatter out of the way before the class started. Like that's a perk of coming to class 10 or 15 minutes before just to, to like, ground yourself and like the people around you and have that time to just get it out, especially if you're coming from work, right? Like, yeah. People always ask me about coaching the kids and I tell them it's so much easier than the adults. The kids know, they know not to talk while I'm talking and like it, and I guess, cause they're exposed to it at school more often, but like they are a lot easier to coach because they understand expectations and rules and it's just easier for them to follow. Sometimes when I, when I used to coach a group classes, I would just stop. I just stand there. Yeah. Yeah. And let the other members in the class tell them to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it puts the coach in a tough position when it gets out of control and people are just like chattering and things are needing to be done and we're running on a tight timeline. It requires us to have to like step into drill sergeant mode. And that is not a fun place to be in. It's not fun for anybody. No, but like as a coach, like you want to have a good time. You're trying to make it fun while also sticking to a timeline. And when you have to step into that drill sergeant role, yeah, it just, it robs us of the fun yeah. that it can be. And it, yeah, it just makes it unenjoyable to coach when that happens. So be respectful um, of when you're talking. There's a time and a place for talking. And like, by all means, I enjoy having good conversation in class, but and even so the, the coach may even like open that channel too. For sure. like during the warm-up yeah. is a great place to incorporate that while we're getting warmed up, yeah. you know, but if we're breaking down a snatch, not the best time to be having to a have conversation weekend conversation. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Especially a, like a loud one that like <laughs> now I have to talk over top of you. And that also puts us in that awkward position to like scold you like you're an adult like you should know like I don't want to have to turn around and be like hey I'm talking here like you should know better (laughs) be smart yeah that one frustrates me sometimes um equipment cleaning up yeah this is probably very specific CFF rule um you would like to think it's a global CrossFit rule just because of the community aspect of it but I've definitely seen it not withheld or like not stood up in other gyms. 
And that's disappointing from my point of view. Like there's two reasons why this is important in my, in my opinion, safety, like Mm -hmm. first all in obvious, and then the community part of it as the second part, right? Like, like the obvious safety and this developed as a rule that we were going to with like stand behind when we were in our first space and it was 700 square feet and you just you didn't have that room to be wandering around and putting stuff away while people were still finishing their workout just simply because you probably hit them with a barbell right so that stood there but it, it remains because of there will be a day when you finish last in the workout. And how would you feel if everyone around you just began putting their stuff away and you were still working away at your workout? That is, that is one of the worst feelings. Like, Hey guys, don't worry about me. And I know that there are many people that don't want that spotlight and that attention that comes when, you know, the class like piles around you and tries to count your reps and stuff. And I understand that, but like still everybody just having that unwritten respect of let's help this person finish should be a rule I would say in every gym like that is the essence of one of the most powerful moments I would say in the CrossFit community is people helping you finish and just being there with you because everybody knows what that feels like Mm -hmm. you know so and I've been in that position too and like mind you I I don't particularly care because I I honestly don't want that spotlight but like I shouldn't be the most important thing in that moment if you (laughs) but just from generally speaking like you know, I think it's another respect thing too, right? Yeah. And it all falls down to respect, like just respecting their effort and their time to finish this workout and having somebody spray their equipment down while you're on the floor <laughs> doing burpees and now inhaling Lysol. Or like, spraying their equipment down while they're doing, you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah, yeah. somebody's spraying your kettlebells down while you're, you're doing burpees. Like, I've just, seen that happen before. Uh, yeah. And, and like we get it you're trying to help and that can be another <laughs> rule help put other people's equipment away like we get that and that's super helpful but again <laughs> let everybody finish and and who knows what the coach has in store after maybe you need a piece of equipment for the cool down or something like that like just chill out let and, everybody finish and wait for instructions on cleaning up and that's not to say that like you know, there's some days where somebody needs to get to an appointment or maybe our class is running a little bit longer than expected and they need to go to work at seven o'clock. The best thing that I've had happen is those people come up to me and they're like, Hey, I really got a jet. And I'm like, cool, leave your stuff. stuff. We'll put it away. Just go. Yeah. I agree with that one. Don't leave without telling me you're leaving. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to you? You're outside. Just like, just get stuff and leave. Yeah. Um, we can talk about equipment further in terms of like respecting the equipment, not dropping empty barbells, not dropping bars with 10 pound plates, not dropping dumbbells, all of that stuff. Um, this shit's expensive. Oh my God. Oh, there I, I blew number oh, rule number I two. I did number one. I did two and you did three. <laughs> oh shoot. You know, our barbell rule was anything less than 25s on the bar, it gets released from at minimum your hips. Yeah or at Mac or whatever you want to call yeah. that. Um, you know, dumbbells, like you've seen all the loose ones. And I hate when people complain about, oh, I don't want that one. It's got a wiggly head. And I'm just like, yeah, you want to know why it's wiggly? Because you guys as a collective drop them. Like it's not just because it's defective. Like yeah. it happened over time because people don't care for this stuff. So if, if you don't appreciate a wiggly head on a dumbbell, then make sure you're taking care of them. And you're reminding your neighbor who just dropped it in front of you not to do that. Like 
things like the rower screens, slamming the rower screens down and breaking the rower screens. That one's a tough one for me because the rowers are very expensive and especially those screens, you know, for that little piece of technology is the majority of the price of the rower, to be quite frank. For the two seconds it takes to lay it down. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what's the contrary to, to like fighting that is, well, membership rates go up to deal with the increase of equipment that we have to replace. And, you know, so we can bypass all of that if we just took a little bit better care of Mm -hmm. the tools that we're using. And I get it. Some stuff over time wears down and and that gets replaced, you know, and that's expected, Mm -hmm. but carelessly, you know, doing these things for a couple extra seconds of precautionary movement. Yeah. To me, that one feels like a no brainer, but like, I understand it it, to not, you know, to some people it isn't. (laughs) Whenever athletes or former athletes was working out in a competition and she dropped dumbbells from overhead, like just let them go. And I get it's competition thing. And I said to her after, I said, you go apologize to the owner for dropping those (laughs) overhead because he was right there watching and his like, his face, like his hands went to his face and he was just like, so like. I could feel his pain as he watched these dumbbells crash to the floor. And it's like, you will apologize. Like, you know better than that. Like competition or no competition. Like that's again, a respect thing. Like don't. Well, even in competition, like with the beatdown, we write that into our standards. Yeah. And we brief it and we (laughs) know rep. You're going to know rep. If you're going to drop my dumbbells, you're you're getting, and same with the the rower handle, slam it, letting go and letting letting it it slam in. Oh, Oh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. That one keeps me up at night. <laughs> Again, things you just think might be common sense, but like for some people just not to pay attention. And actually just the other day I was sitting in here working on my computer and I heard the handle go smack. And as I just put my head out, the the little nut had broken off the handle because it hits the mm-hmm. end like that. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's an accident and we get Absolutely. it. Like it can slip out yeah. of your hands. For your safety, if you need to drop a dumbbell, go for it. Like, I care about your safety over over the piece of equipment that can be replaced, but to just do it out of carelessness, yeah, that one I don't, I don't like. That's like me walking into your house and just, like, wiping drop all the pictures dish. off the walls. Drop a dish on the floor. <laughs> what? Opa. <laughs> You're definitely not Greek, but okay. Um, do you have any other things that come off the top of your head? Um, you know what, like my, my infamous line, like you were new ones too. Yep. So when you see a new person or a visitor or something, have the etiquette to go walk up to them and introduce themselves and like, just get a name, right? Like, yeah, the coaches, that's part of our job is to introduce them to the community, but like having the people in your class come up and shake your hand and just like welcome you in. I don't know if you've ever been to a gym where you've been on the other end of that, where nobody welcomes you in. I mean, that was my experience in Arizona. It was just like, you feel like a ghost almost like, am I actually here? I just want to be acknowledged that like I'm a guest. (laughs) Yeah. So that would be like my big thing is make sure that you're aware of who's around you and you know, you know exactly what that felt like the first time you walked in and probably high chance somebody came up to you and introduced themselves. So go and like give that back to this new person that's coming in through the door. Um, The other one, another one that comes to mind is 
Like if you're injured, let's have that conversation. Yeah. You know, don't try and fight through it. Don't keep it a secret just because you want to be able to do the movement that's on the whiteboard or lift whatever weight it says, or, you know, like that, like, like put your ego aside and let's have this conversation about what's going on and how we can make this a better experience, excuse me, experience for you. Like that's important. And I would say that that's a big one. I, I would, I'd also argue that in this last two years, I don't see it happening as much as I used to in the past. So I like that we're trending more positively towards that. But I guess for like somebody coming in new, they may be a little bit more nervous or like shy to be able to bring their problems to the coach when they first enter the group class, for example. So, you know, it's okay to have those conversations. One of the things the coach says in the whiteboard brief, is there any injuries I need to know about? That's your perfect opportunity. And if you don't want to say it in front of everybody that's in your class, grab them as they tell the class what equipment to go get. Like, go have that quick conversation. Like, hey, my shoulder's really bugging me that's the coach's job that's what you're paying the coach for yep and I think that comes along the lines of like be coachable like again yeah. you're paying to be in a place where we coach we coach for 60 minutes from start to finish you are being coached and our program is built around that and on that and you come in here with that understanding right like yeah. we're not going to let you become a part of our membership if if in this conversation we know that you're not coachable, right? And so you and I both have that expectation when you enter into the class. So there shouldn't be any discretion why that isn't possible, you know? Yeah. And I think we've talked about this too, like checking your ego at the door and trusting the coach and, and listening to their guidance. Like we have experience, like we have spent lots of time studying, practicing, and like seeing movement, yeah like, know, like we have put in the time and our perspective is different than yours yeah and I always say like we have super smart members who know stuff but it's the extra time that gets put into to coaching that makes us the coach right so trust us when we say hey I think a lighter load would be good for you today or hey how about we do x amount of reps instead of what it's written because that's going to help you achieve your goals and I think sometimes the ego gets in the way and it's hard for people to do that. But again, respect, like I, that seems to be the theme for today. Like that's a sign of respect and no, like, and I respect you. You're the expert. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think that's, that's a big thing for sure. Again, too, like you're not paying for access. Like, let's just be clear about that. You're being yeah. paid. You're paying to be coached. Yeah. Is there anything that irks you that people do? I don't coach as much anymore, so or in the maybe past. don't see it as much. Um, no, I think the warm-up one was a big, like being late to class was mm -hmm. a big one for me. Dropping stuff, obviously, just from a financial perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't say irks me, but I wish I felt different or like, I wish, I just wish it, it went differently. Just the, the people that think they can do it all on their own. You know, again, maybe just tagging on to your paying to be coached conversation. And I mean that now from a more global perspective, like nutrition, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like, mm -hmm. 
my job is to get you the results that you want to enhance your lifestyle, like enhance your quality of life, like make real life easier for you. And sometimes that means I got to deliver some hard news. Like, listen, like it's about more than working out. Let's have a chat about your nutrition or whatever. And, you know, just the people that are resistant to that. I wish that conversation went a little bit different, but I wouldn't say it irks me. I don't know if that's necessarily an etiquette thing versus just a brain dump. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, oh, here's oh, one. Okay. <laughs> I knew we weren't done. Actually, and I'm reminded of this one because it came up on the affiliate owners group on Facebook. Some guy asked, what do you do for members that want to leave all their shoes and bags and stuff in the gym? Oh, yeah. And? Don't leave your stuff here. Like <laughs> that water bottle graveyard is the bane of my existence. And I get it. I've forgotten my water bottles here plenty of times too. <laughs> like when you walk by your water bottle every day and you don't take it, like just take it. Part of me wants to bring up your coffee cups that sit on the front desk yeah. for a few days at a time, but. I'm just as guilty and I'm guilty of many of the other things that we've talked about too. Yes. But again, in an effort to, or much the same as like, you're walking into somebody else's place, mm -hmm. you know, leaving your shoes, leaving your bags, like leaving your skipping rolls hung up. I don't care because at least they're hung up and out of the way and whatever, but like this pile of shoes and these bags that get left or, you know, whatever, it's just, yeah, we don't have locker space for a reason, right? Like if I had the space for sure, absolutely. But I don't. And at the same time in the old gym, you had space in the front for shoes and that was the worst thing ever. It was. Yeah. So that front lobby stunk. It was like, bad. you guys have smelly feet. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. That's the one thing I'm glad we don't have. Like we don't have room for stuff to lay around. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't come to your house and just, hey, can I leave my shoes here? I'll pick them up next time. <laughs> um, something that our members do. Like, let me back up. Okay. Put them in your car. Like, if I get it. If you don't want to carry them in and out or whatever. It's like, winter time, man. Shoes get cold in the car. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> wow, this, like, really, we found the thing that irks you. Okay, go. Um, something that most of our members do and that I truly appreciate and I think should be like a broad, like a happens all the time without thought is they thank the coaches for class. Yeah. That's I love my that favorite too. Thing. Yeah. Love it. I love it too. Like, I love hearing it. Absolutely. Hands down. And I can list the people who do it all the time. And even on the shitty classes, like when the workout is just yeah. so tough. The first thing they do and thanks coach yep. great workout i truly appreciate that yeah yeah i can make a day for sure yeah for, yeah and tucker's sitting here on our podcast today he's a guest on the floor and he wants you to know that he appreciates when you bring treats for him but that he's also lost 15 pounds so low fat treats Anything else you can think of? I don't think for so. For new members, what new members should know? Ask questions. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. 
Like if you don't know, just ask. Don't assume. Don't shy away. We were all new once too. Here's a conversation we've had as coaches, because as coaches, when we take class, it's really hard not to coach athletes. Ooh, good one. Yeah. So we've had this conversation as coaches, like when you take class, be an athlete, don't be a coach. But again, super hard. That rule applies to athletes. Like, yeah, you've been here a while and you've got somebody new beside you. That's not an opportunity for you to coach an athlete, right? That's the coach's job. And things that we appreciate you could do for the new people is take them under your wing and show them where the equipment are. Like when the coach says, go grab X, Y, Z, that's a great opportunity for you to help the new coach or the new clients. But in the middle of a workout, when we're teaching the snatch or in the middle of an actual like workout, not, not appropriate, you know? Again, too, like you may, you may think and you're doing the best thing in their interest, but you may actually, cause like, you don't know anything about this person and about what you're actually teaching, right? Like you're not qualified to give that information. Mm -hmm. So maybe you give a piece of advice that is actually detrimental to them, which I have seen happen in the past. Right. And now I've got to put out fires because whoa, 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 you should not be going there. Yeah. You know, so context matters knowledge matters experience matters and I appreciate that you've been here for many years and that you feel comfortable enough to turn around and help a new client but a better way to handle that is like hey coach like yeah she needs she needs some help and just leave it at that let maybe the coach just hasn't got to them yet or something like that yeah or encourage them to ask even better yeah yeah because then they get comfortable in that coach relationship of asking questions yeah but that is actually like, can be super dangerous, you know, and you may not be thinking of it that way, but like, maybe that person has a previous injury that you have no context of, yeah. and they shouldn't be squatting below parallel or something like that. And you're yeah. telling them like, why in your feet, you yeah. know, et cetera. And it's just not appropriate. And I think that having that issue speaks volumes to our members who want to help and like encourage and support others but again like you said there's so many layers in terms of like liability and all of that stuff that just isn't isn't the time or the place yeah yeah there that was mine I once had a a new client who had back surgery like only a few months before they had started up this was many years ago and we were doing deadlifts and I had another client tell this person to keep loading their bar a little bit heavier before I could get there. And it just was like, this is no, this is, this is a dumpster fire right now. We cannot be doing this. <laughs> yeah. I had a client, a new member overhead squatting and I gave them a cue and like one thing to focus on. And I went and helped somebody else. And this other member is now telling them like three different things to work on. And I'm like, we you have a plan. <laughs> yeah, we have like, a plan. Let us do I'm our thing. I'm trying to fix one thing. They don't need to be bombarded by <laughs> five things plus but, you. But on thanks top for of your them. help, though. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for your concern. Yeah. I wouldn't say there's a lot of things on the list for like etiquette. I feel like a lot of these things just revolve around that concept of respect. Yeah. And if you are a person that, you know, conducts yourself in that manner in your everyday life you're not gonna have a problem and sometimes we overstep absolutely you know but if it's like a recurring theme for you then we need to have a conversation but 99.9 percent of our membership is amazing this way and i've had members reach out and be like hey like i'm sorry for like whatever happened in that class like i didn't mean to 
step on your toes. And I've done that to coaches too, where like I've walked by somebody and it's like, they grabbed me for a quick second and I had a conversation or helped them with something. Cause we had talked about it before and, and I'll email the coach and I'll be like, Hey, sorry, like that, that I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry if that disrespected you or like caused issues in your class flow and stuff like that. So just being mature enough to have those conversations too, when you feel like you've crossed the line, maybe. What is the biggest or like most important one for a new person? The one single thing. I want to say be on time. But I, just, that's I what also I was want to say, say ask questions. I think those would be my two. I was going to say, if you arrive, arrive on time, you're yeah. going to get everything that you need. Like all of your boxes are going to be checked, yeah. you know? And that's key. And uh, yeah. And you know what? Let's go back to that. Like some, sometimes real life just doesn't allow it. Maybe that means you need to pick a different class time. And if none of the class times work, maybe that means you need to go on a PT schedule where it can be modified for your schedule, you know? So that again, you can get maximal experience the way that you're supposed to that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That would be my biggest one. Yeah. Mine too. All right. Um, Listener question. Biggest one you're guilty of. Let's own up this week. (laughs) Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? The chalk bucket. (laughs) The biggest one you're guilty of. That's the one I, that comes to mind. This is going to be my biggest pain point is the chalk bucket. And you know what really drives home the importance of it? of following that rule or like having the respect for the chalk bucket is spending three hours on the floor, cleaning the floor. Like once you do that, once you understand why the respect for the chalk bucket is. And I just wish like the people that go full LeBron James on it, like I honestly just, here's the mop and vacuum, like go. Yeah. Cause you can't just mop it. And you can't like me just telling you like, don't do that. You know, like that's sometimes for some people is not enough. Not just like, and it's like, so let's, let's just talk about like, what's appropriate. Put your hands in the bucket. Like that Canadian tire bucket is what a foot and a half high, a foot high, knee high. Like, like, and I purposely bought pails for that reason. Cause we used to have pumpkin buckets and those weren't high mm-hmm. enough. Right. And not sturdy enough either put your hands all the way in and yeah, there's a lot of loose chalk and that's okay. It doesn't matter. You know, actually I find that the chalk bricks make more of a mess. So take your loose chalk, rub your hands together while your hands are in the bucket and give yourself a a small little clap or two. I'm getting a little excited, aren't I? Give yourself a little small clap or two in the bucket, then you're good to go. You know, but it's, I've seen, (laughs) I've seen people take like handfuls of the loose chalk and like they're (laughs) you gotta watch the youtube video yeah they're walking while they're smushing their hands together (laughs) you just see this like white snowfall and and it just like i can feel my soul on the inside that's the time in class or i'll stop like if i'm like teaching something i will stop talking and i will just stand and my (laughs) eyes will follow the person and it'll be dead silent and it's almost like they look at me like, what? And I just like look at the floor in the mess. And I, it's, it's like one of those moments where I need to just like turn around because my heart is in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. 
I remember. And like, and you know what? Like the easiest way to like, because you know, even if you do it properly, you're still gonna make some byproduct of a mess. It's minimal compared to this other that we're talking about. But like the most respectful thing you can do is just after go grab the mop and just wipe that up real quick. Like it's really it's a five second task, you know. Mm -hmm. Other people wipe up their sweat with the mop, so there's no reason why we can't just wipe up a little bit of chalk, like even your handprints on the floor and stuff. You know, the coaches and Cameron appreciate that you do that. I remember when we first started, when we first started being friends, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> um, I helped you clean the gym one time, like as a friend, not even <laughs> as an employee. <clears throat> and I said to you, I said, I feel like every member should have to clean the floor once, once. in their lifetime so they understand what goes into a clean floor. And I still feel like that to this day. Yeah, I always will feel that way. Like you just don't know. You have no concept of it. Like, and the satisfaction and is like, amazing, but the time. Get me. I have mopped many storefronts in my teenage. Like, I've done many different types of floors and spending the time mopping it. But there is something about mopping freaking rubber and 5,000 square feet of it for three hours that just... <laughs> So please bear this in the back of your mind for the next time you put your hands in that chalk bucket, that somewhere there is yeah. a coach's soul that is just crumbling on the inside. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I could keep going with this. It's like the people that take the chalk bricks and put them on the J hooks. Yeah. My freaking husband, I'm going to call him. He's the first one to go and do that. Puts the chalk bricks on the J hook. And then what happens? It falls oh. off the J hook and somebody steps on it. And it used to make it crumbles and then yeah. And it made me mad because it makes a mess. But that chalk brick is also eight bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you just we just swept it up and put it in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) One time I was, I don't know if I was in the class or I had just finished coaching a class and I was doing something, but I was putting a kettlebell. This is at the old gym. I was putting a kettlebell back on the rack and I was shifting them because they weren't in the right spot and one fell and I was trying to watch my feet and it fell and smoked the chalk bucket <laughs> and the dust went flying like the floor was white and I like there was a class going on the floor was white and I was so and it's weird like you just like stand there and you stare at it Oh, we had a little technical difficulties yeah. there. That's just like where you stand and stare at it. And you're like, oh no. And yeah. I've done my fair share of knocking the chalk bucket, whether I kick it or I'd been throwing the dog ball and it lands in there. And tr- hits the ground and bounces over and knocks it over. Tucker goes charging <laughs> yeah, into the it. chalk bucket, knocks it over. Yeah. We're all guilty of it. It's yeah. just accidental it never, versus inconsiderate. It never <laughs> gets easier. <laughs> anyway, sorry a whole episode little, on chalk yeah a little tangent there so my listener question is <laughs> yeah let's circle back what are you guilty, what are of? You guilty of like let's own up to our shit this week <laughs> i feel like we should start a thread in the private group when this episode comes out yeah we just start a post your sins <laughs> yeah confess your sins <laughs> yeah um yeah as always you can follow our socials and that's how you can reach out to us with your listener questions facebook instagram twitter 
Um, and make sure you're a member in our free Facebook group, health, fitness, mindset, nutrition in Yorkton. Uh, thanks for listening guys. Episode 78, all about etiquette. When you first come into CFF.